Hi, I'm Megan Hillica, a grieving mother turned grief coach. I now support, guide, and offer tools to navigate the unthinkable of child loss to other moms who also know this pain. I help you go from empty, lost, and broken to learning to carry your grief and live alongside it. If there's one thing I want you to see, it's hope. Hope that there's life after loss. Hope that there's so much more for you and encouragement that you're normal. All of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. Hello there, everyone. Um, I wasn't sure how to title this episode. I was first going to name it Dreaming of a Miscarriage, but it just wasn't feeling right because it sounds kind of funny, like I'm happily dreaming of a miscarriage, but it literally means the opposite, like I'm having dreams of a miscarriage, so I changed it to nightmares, and I guess I would consider them more nightmares than dreams. Um, Before we dive into today's episode, I just want to let you know I do have a free video called um, The Best Way to Ease the Pain of Grief um, to help you learn how to ease the pain of grief and navigate grief and lighten the the load that you're feeling, the heavy weight you're feeling. You can go to meganhillica.com to check that out, find that video there. Um, let's dive into today's episode. I'm not one for big announcements and it feels kind of weird for me to share this way, but we are expecting our eighth child. Um, I don't necessarily tell people unless I talk to them in person, but the reason I bring this up and this topic of miscarriage is the experiences I'm having now and I want to share them with you and how miscarriage or stillbirth shapes the way you view pregnancy, um, how you live pregnancy, and all of it. So, so does child loss and baby loss at any stage. Once you know death, you know that a pregnancy doesn't guarantee a living child and For my life, I know that birthing a living child doesn't mean that they will continue to live and grow and bury me someday is kind of what, you know, we have that impression that that will happen. It's just hard to undo the trauma and the pain that you know. It's like your lens is fragmented and shattered and the naivety, I'm not really sure how to say that word, (laughs) naiveness, whatever that used to be. Um, pregnancy with the simple joy of it is gone. So I had a miscarriage after my first boy. I have not talked about this a ton because it hasn't affect affected me a ton in my life besides what I'm going to share today. And I didn't actually realize that this was how it was for me and that it was different for me than it is for others. Um, so I've had nine pregnancies And after my miscarriage, I don't really even remember what it was like with my first. I don't think miscarriage, stillbirth, or anything like that hardly crossed my mind. But after my miscarriage, with each subsequent pregnancy, I have always looked for blood. I always do. I know this doesn't mean it will result in a living baby. When I have pains or Braxton Hicks contractions, I wonder if I'm miscarrying or going into labor. It's just what I've lived with and it's been so normal for me that I hardly know any different. And this is what changed it for me is I had some friends one day who had never had a miscarriage. 
And I ask them, like, if they have ever experienced this, where they look for blood or wait to miscarry. And they're like, no, they never even think about it. It doesn't even cross their minds. And this was just eye-opening for me. Like, it isn't a normal experience. Well, it is normal after you experience loss in whatever manner. But if you haven't, it's not even something that is on your radar or that you think about. And the reason I've been thinking about this is because with this pregnancy, I've been having dreams where um, I'm having my baby early and it dies. I dream of miscarrying. It's just there. And I wanted to, number one, let you know that this is a normal experience to have after you have a loss, a miscarriage, a stillbirth, a death of a child. You know the reality of death and you can't unsee that. But also, I know it's easy to start to get hung up on the idea that your pregnancy shouldn't be this way. That you should have a light, happy, excited pregnancies. And it feels like something's been robbed from you because you don't have that joy anymore. And while it feels so unfair that you don't get that anymore, I want to gently push back on this idea and like, why should you have different pregnancies? This is what you know, and you can use tools to help you through it and support you, but your experiences shape your reality, and there's nothing wrong with how you are experiencing it now. Um, like, I can have a lot of joy in my pregnancies, and I have a lot of anxiety. I worry about miscarriages, and that's because I've had one, and because I've had a baby die. Um, it's just, it's shaped me. It's made me who I am. And wishing that it would look like a quote-unquote normal pregnancy is only causing you suffering um, because you don't have a normal pregnancy. You don't have rose-colored glasses, and that's okay. Like, I think we get so hung up on this idea that we need to be normal and what is normal anyways, right? Normal is only what you know. There really isn't anything that's normal. Like, for me... It was normal that I, I look for blood. It's normal that I am like kind of waiting to miscarry until I get to a certain point. Like that was my normal and it has been my normal for eight pregnancies. So it's just interesting to, to notice for yourself, like it's okay if you have more anxiety, you worry more, you want more checkups or whatever feels right for you. It's okay and also remember that this is not in your control either. Um, a few helpful things for me have been just allowing myself to feel whatever I'm feeling, whether I'm nervous or scared or fearful or anxious. Like, it's okay that I'm feeling that way. It makes sense. Understand it. Um, but then the tools, like I always will say, almost every podcast episode, meditations, breath work, tapping, of course, help these because this really is not something that you can control or not control. Um, it It is totally out of your control. Um, even when I talk about like your child dying afterwards, like later on in life, I just firmly believe that it's not in our control. And so using these kind of things help you let go of that control um, because it's not in your control. Um, but then you can use different mantras like, 
as far as I know, I'm still pregnant and everything is okay. Um, or whatever type of mantra that would help you when you get really anxious to help focus on what you can control and away from what you can't control. I hope that this was a helpful episode for you all. It's pretty short, but remember that your experience is real and it matters. And there's also nothing wrong with you or your experience. And you don't have to do this all alone. Lots of love to you. Again, go watch my free video on MeganHillica.com on the best way to ease the pain. I am thinking of each of you as the holidays. We're kind of in the midst of them. Thinking of you so much. Lots of love to you. See you next week. If you like this podcast and have found it helpful, I want to invite you to come check out Grieving Moms Haven. This is my monthly community for grieving moms where you can learn positive coping mechanisms, find a safe space with others who understand, and learn lifelong skills that support you as you learn how to carry this weight of grief in your life. There are group coaching calls where we do guided meditations, tapping meditations, breath work, and just talk, knowing that everyone in the group is also walking the path of child loss. You can come check out Grieving Moms Haven at www.grievingmomshaven.com.